All right, welcome to episode two of the Times Up Outdoors podcast. Today we are joined by our good friend and coworker Brandon Carter from the Michigan Hunter. Brandon tells us his story of killing a 157-inch Michigan monster. We discuss youth hunting philosophies, quality deer management strategy, food plot recommendations, and much more. We hope you enjoy. All right. Um, me and Brandon are actually at the firehouse right now while John and, and Nico are at uh, Nico's house. We're going to give this a shot. Yeah. This is this is an experiment. we got a few things going right now. So, so um, real quick, before we get into anything, um, I wanted to give a, a special thanks to uh, AV Squared out of Brighton, Michigan, um, for giving us access to all of their equipment. Um, it's pretty much making this podcast possible, as well as some other projects that we got going on. Um, AV Square was voted Michigan's best audio-visual supplier in Michigan by the Meetings and Events Magazine in 2017. So for all your AV Squared visual and audio needs, give them a, give them a look up at uh, avsquared.com. John also works for them. But they're pretty much helping us out a lot with this whole podcast. Huge, huge. And then same same thanks goes out to uh, Kyle Green and the rest of the Greenway Outdoors guys. Um, they put on a real great uh, wild game dinner last week that the that the three of us went with our ladies and and we had a great time and we got to thank Kyle for letting us pick his brains for about an hour while I'm sure he had other things to do and more important people to talk to than. Times of Outdoors, boys, who know nothing. <laughs> way, very, way more successful. Yeah. The only complaint I have is there was no beer there. Yeah. That's a complaint but it wasn't, we go. It wasn't, it wasn't a, church. a church. It wasn't a church, so I can't really complain too much about it. The food was great. The food was great. The episodes were great, too. They were good, too. It was a good time. Yeah, man. So, uh, what, Nico, why don't you tell us? You got, we got a squirrel hunt coming up little tournament going on right yeah uh there's an annual it's called the lanesburg squirrel and rabbit tournament basically kind of a cool story man these guys went in their garage a couple buddies and they uh had whoever wanted to come out you pay 20 bucks and get a raffle ticket for signing up and then they take all the money they shoot down to cabela's they spend it all they come back and every squirrel and rabbit you shoot you get another raffle ticket for and then whatever they bought they just raffle it off so what kind of things do they buy Oh, literally, I mean, so, first of all, they're huge with the youth, so the youth are guaranteed prizes, like little knives or mini crossbows and stuff like that, so that's super cool, but then for the adults, anything from a gun cleaning kit to guns, tree stands, gun blinds, Hunter, my brother won a fly fishing trip a couple years ago, Um, we took a kid last year, he won an 18-gun gun safe, so, I mean, anything, yeah, they just go down there and buy whatever they have money-wise, they're just going to spend it on tree stands and blinds and everything. And so, so he told me about this, and I was all, obviously all in. I'm into killing stuff, so this will be my first year going. We've got Chris Daly also in on it. And are, are you going, Scott, either of you? What, what was the date again? Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. I, dude, I'm probably out for pretty much anything for well, the next week. Yeah, because you got the baby. But Yeah, I, that could happen. I, I pretty much can't be more than an hour away from my house for the next, <laughs> well, well however long future. it takes for uh, – for a little baby to pop out. <laughs> yeah, well, so anyway, like I said, he, he said 
had me coming in, so it's going to be sweet. Me and Chris, I think, are going to team up, and we're going to go out to uh, yeah. his lease out in. Uh, what hell was it? I don't know. Where is that? And he's don't out. Tell him, don't tell him where his honey hole is. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. We're going out to the west, rather. There's a big yeah, group, yeah. my buddies. We've been doing so, it for years. It's fun. So you can pretty much just sign up and you go wherever you want. Yeah, right? like I sign every. I usually take everybody's money and I sign everybody up the day before, and okay. then we all just meet. You meet there at like six o'clock, and we all meet there, and they got chili and all kinds of other little food and the waiter around everybody gets all their squirrels and every, rabbits checked out and then you win and hopefully you come That's home with something i know the one kid who got us all involved in it has never won anything and we've been going really years. he just he's never won he's the one who started it he never wins how many people <laughs> usually come out hundreds that's fun. That sounds like fun, man. I wish I was next year for sure, but yeah, it's a blast. Get the kids involved. I know I'm, I'm taking Dugan out Saturday. Um, you got anything else you guys want to talk about before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode? Other than the yeah. fact that we don't have any ice in this stupid state and it's mid-January, kind of sucks. The fact that yeah, today, can't today hear you was again. coldest day. You no. can't hear us at all. Nothing. Shit. I hear you just fine. Nothing. God dang. What the? They're frozen. There it is. No, we got it. We got you guys. You're back. You can hear me? Yeah, I can yep. hear you. It took a small delay. Yeah. I almost had like, I want you to say cake. yes when you're done hearing that was, this. That was just a small delay to hear from our sponsors. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. 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 There, are, there are none, so there was nothing to hear. So it was a very small delay. <laughs> Let's go to a blank screen. <laughs> just just <throw> <laughs> <laughs> the little colors on the screen yeah just so everybody knows that this is like first time ever doing something like this so yeah doing it from uh we're, we're two hours away from each other it doesn't yeah. help that we're at my house in the middle of nowhere correct and there's basically a stick on an antenna for internet out here <laughs> uh. is your brother out on the roof holding an antenna up in the air yeah he keeps texting me that he's cold but he's gonna have to stick it out dude <laughs> do it for time's up yeah I just had some technical difficulties. Hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen again. It's probably going to happen again. It's probably going to happen again. Yeah, so, it's, it's all right. It's all right. We'll figure it out. Did you give him a hoodie at least? No, he's fine. <laughs> no time to put. No. no. He's, got, he's a, got, you know what? I think he's got a Michigan Hunter coffee cup. He's drinking coffee out of it. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that beaver hat on from the beavers he traps, so he'll be fine. Yeah. So, so you guys got nothing? That's it? Other than the right. shit. Nothing ice. important, man. All right, so let's get into it then. We got Brandon Carter here. Um, Brandon Carter is from uh, the page on Facebook called Michigan Hunter. He started it when, like a year ago? Yeah, a year or two ago. Yep, he started that and uh, just to get some discussion going on Facebook. I, I guess I could let him talk about it, but well, we, we brought him on the show just because we wanted to get him more involved and, and time's up. And then we, we, we also think he has a pretty good story with this this 157-inch buck he shot this year. Michigan yep. Monster. So we want to hear about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. We figured our list. I've heard it like 15 times. I've never heard it. Not I've once. never heard it either. The guys at our firehouse hate us right now because deer season just ended and we haven't shut up about it. <laughs> me, me and John work at the same firehouse, if you haven't noticed. Or me and Carter, not John. Um, so, yeah. So, so, uh, so why, why don't you start? Why don't you tell us about Michigan Hunter? We'll, right. Just briefly, what'd you start that for? Got it. Okay, so my main reason for starting the Facebook page was to take a, uh, a little different approach to the, reach the Michigan hunters out there in the state. Um, there's a lot of bashing. There's a lot of uh, 
soft pages that, you know, I think they're kind of soft, but there's got to be something in the middle and I didn't see it. So I created Michigan Hunter. Uh, the main focus is family in the outdoors and to, I, I want to encourage people more so than bash people to, as far as deer hunting goes, to step up their game a little bit. You know, not necessarily, you know, the, the APRs is a, it's a struggle. The one buck rule is a struggle. What do we do? Well, I think that the Michigan Hunter has a lot of control um, as to how the deer are treated and management outside of what the DNR, you know, implement for our rules. Well, we're the ones pulling the trigger. We're the ones that are kind of controlling that aspect for the most part. So when you, when you so, say, when you say, cut you off real quick, when you say step up our game as hunters, you mean QDM or can you absolutely. touch on that a yeah. little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I would like to see, I, I would like to see the eight point uh, minimum come into effect, but I don't know if that'll ever happen statewide, but you know, I have to rewind the clock and know where I came from. Also, I came from, you know, the spike horns. Uh, we've always shot those. That's a good thing. But three point, you know, all the, you know, one year old deer, I've killed probably more of them than anybody has in Michigan. So, you know, so I'm absolutely. Here he is trying to change. Right, right, right. No, but I mean, I think most of all, I mean, I don't you guys probably had the same upbringing where I, when I started hunting, it was a buck was a buck was a buck. He shot a buck. He shot right. a buck. You went, That's right. You went down to the bar. You took a paper plate. You wrote your, your name and, and how big your buck, how many points your buck had because that was all that mattered. And yep. if it was a four corn, it was a four pointer or a four keeter. And, you know, I'm, even to touch on that, too, is we all probably came up from that same era, generation kind of thing. But it, it's because that's the way we learned it, right? My dad wasn't a, a trophy hunter. You know, he wanted to put meat on the table, and he was always in the mindset of, like, you know, if you you see a buck and you want to shoot it, shoot it. And so he, he did that. So it's not going to – it's it's almost bad to say that we should start it now, but, but who, else, it who else is going to, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. And then you're going to raise your kids right and, you know, yeah. get them it's – a, it's a generational well, thing that's going to change And, I mean, me time. and him have had, had many conversations at the firehouse – about it and you know correct me if i'm wrong you want people to step up their game but you're also not mad at them if they choose not to <laughs> no no you know no, you're no. not you're not you're not ready to jump online and start going to michigan buck pole and start knocking guys that shot a, a, a little year and a half old six point no and that's that's the uh tough balance that in my head i have to be honest with myself there's guys out there that they get to hunt you know, a couple weekends a year, you know, yeah, I'm going to shoot what I see. You know, I, I get that. Um, and then especially the kids, you know, I want to see kids be successful. I have two little ones, you know, so I want him to be able to shoot, you know, that for that first buck that he sees or a doe. Um, well, for a couple know. a couple of reasons, maybe is that for one thing I'm going to touch on, I'm going to interrupt you a whole bunch. Cause I, I've never heard yeah, you cool. talk about any of this stuff. This is our first time talking about it, but yep. 
the first time, the first thing is that your weekend warrior, if you will, the guy that's going to go out there and kill a bunch of stuff and not a bunch of stuff, but shoot what he sees. Yeah. This guy's also not buying tags in Iowa. This guy's not buying, maybe not doing waterfowl tags. He's not buying. So when you say you're going to get, you want to get the majority of the hunting population, you mean the hardcore hunters that are going to actually make that effect on our deer herd, yes. you know, and for two, when it comes to the kids, I don't want to see a bad shot on a deer. So if you're going to get, if you're going to get, you know, your kid out there and shoot a four point or a six point or, you know, whatever you deem a small deer, they've got to get those jitters out of the way. That way, when they get to the point where they can start QDM, QDMing, they can just start putting themselves on they've deer shot. and making good shots on them. And, yeah, oh, there, there's no doubt. Listen, I was, uh, I took my little ones out for uh, youth season. Right, early doe for me, youth season for them, and I was I was scared to death because I had I had three really nice bucks coming around on a regular basis. So I'm like, you know, every dad has this thought. No, I, you know, but no, seriously, you know, what if that buck popped out first for my son, and oh, can you guys hear us? Yeah, yeah. Everything's all right. Yeah. It's it's getting weird on our end. Uh, just keep going. We can't hear we you. We can't hear you. Second sponsor. We'll take a second to hear from our sponsors again. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> this could be you. <laughs> Better? You. There, there was another short commercial. Yeah, they can hear us now. You can hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. All right, sorry. It's another another technical difficulty. All right, so you so you were saying? Um, yeah, so you know, I had these uh I had a few nice bucks coming around <laughs> and I was a little nervous that I take them out there and my son knows that he can shoot a buck or a doe. Okay, if an eight year old pulls the trigger on a nice big ten point, uh, you know. I, yeah. I don't know if I'm doing him any justice <laughs> as retaining my uh, little hunter, you know, when, you know, an eight-year-old's got a big 10-point on the wall, and it's like, okay, Dad, now what? You yeah, know? and to piggyback so, off of that, when uh, I was taking Dugan out, the youth hunter who I've been taking a couple years, he's only, he just turned 12, um, we were going specifically for his first buck this year, and I had, just like you, a couple really nice bucks that were walking through very often. And I was thinking the same thing, yeah. man. If he comes out here and smashes a Pope and young deer for his oh. first buck, I'm like, that's that's almost cheating. Him. Yeah. I shot a pile a year and a half less because I think, kind of like you said too, you got to work your way. You need to work your way up to that. You got to build your foundation oh. of it and being a hunter before you're just like, I'm going to do quality your management. You got to kill a couple of these little things, and then you're okay with it. Yeah. So he shot a spike, and I thought that was awesome. That's perfect. Now you can grow from there. You can only go up from there. So let's keep climbing. Yeah, so thank God we had a uh, a doe came out, nice big doe, and he was able to uh, seal the deal on her, you know. And uh, his first comment when he got to the deer, and we got through the tracking part of it, which it dropped, so he just had to find it basically, is he said, Daddy, is it a 10-point? <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, so you, you know. <laughs> He's just, he dad just doesn't, he doesn't get it, you know, <laughs> totally. but I got him out there with me and he's doing his thing. So we had a doe come. That's great. Next year, I'm changing the rules up. 
He's hunting early doe season with dad. That's it. We will, we will not be shooting any bucks, small bucks, <laughs> big bucks. It's just, you know, it's, you just don't want to deal with that anxiety. I, no, it, it's too much for me. It's too much for dad. So, you know, I don't want to have to tell him no is the honest reason yeah. why I don't want to do it. You know, that monster comes out and I know it's not going to be good for him and getting that building block, like you were talking about, John, you know, getting the, you know, four point five point where you can build up uh it's easier just to have early doe season and we get to enjoy it just as much because he thought his doe was a 10 point mm -hmm. and so it's all good you he know doesn't really know any better Pope and young doe yeah <laughs> Pope and young i like well, it. <laughs> well right. you know i had that with austin he's 14 this year and i let him sit alone a couple times but um i get I didn't think I didn't know if he's ready to, to sit alone. You know, I, it just depends on where we are and what the situation is. And if we're at my lease or my dad's house, and he sat with me on at the lease, and uh, and I shot a buck, and then uh, another buck came in, and he was going to shoot it, and a bigger buck came in behind it, and there was no. I, I'll be honest, I I didn't want to let him shoot it. I want I wanted to shoot it. And I pulled right. my gun up, and and then I stopped myself and I asked him which I was impressed with myself that I even asked him. <laughs> I, I stopped because I felt bad. I, I said, hey, I know I just shot one. And, you know, do you – he, he didn't even – he caught me off. He was like, you got to shoot this one. You got to shoot. So I think he knew, like, that I've been hunting for a long time and, and I've never seen – he knew it was the biggest buck I'd ever seen and without yeah. me even saying that out loud. So that was cool. And he right away was like, yeah, you got to shoot that. So I was like, okay, but – How and, awesome was that? Yeah, it was oh, a good – Yeah, right. It? Dude, that's an that's an impressive yeah. young man to it, uh, do that. It made me think next year. I don't think I'm sitting with him anymore. I think next year is he's on his own. Just so we don't have that ever again. If he sees a buck, it's his. That's how I'll right. become a better hunter too. When I started, I remember being a kid and being able to start sitting by myself, and mm -hmm. you start to really pick up on things. You're not leaning on anybody else anymore. Yeah, so you, you question focus. yourself. Don't worry about that. That's fine. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So. And then so, yeah. Uh, so you, I'm to cut yeah, you off for okay. a bit, Brandon. So I want to. I want to pick your brain on this, Brandon, just because we we're kind of talking about the youth right now, and we're you're yep. big on uh, kind of growing yourself as a hunter. So this is something that I've been bugging about, and I've talked to John about it. I am 100% for the youth hunt. I take kids on it every year. I hunted it. It's awesome. But when all of us came up in it, you couldn't do it until you were 12, right? Right. Bow hunt at 12, gun right. hunt at 14. Well, now you yep. can start doing it when, whenever. You know, you can be five years old and do it, and then you can youth hunt. For now, literally eleven years, if you want to, yeah. And that's where it starts to become an issue to me because the whole point of the youth hunt is to get kids involved. It's warm, they're easy to pattern, it's comfortable. Well, if you've been doing this for ten years now, you're no longer an amateur right. to the no. extent of needing a youth hunt to do it. So I've I've always wondered if, if there's a way to kind of make it to where you can still do your four years. So if you want to start when you're five, well, when you're nine years old, you're done. You don't get to youth hunt anymore. Or you wait till you're 12, and then you can do it up until. You know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Something like that, or are you totally cool with? Hey, they're a youth. Let them go. Rip at it. Do their thing. Okay, so the thing I like about the Hunter Heritage Program that the DNR put out there is that I get to make the calls for my son and daughter. Mainly my son right now. He's eight. I've had him out there with me since he was four. Took his first uh, his first little buck at five 
okay? I got a, got a tripod set up where the gun sits in and my phone attaches to the scope of the gun, you know, so I can see and talk him through his shot. And, you know, he's not, he's not got his head down looking through the scope. We're both looking at the screen on the phone. So That's what I, I get to, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a great way to teach, you know, no, may lower, lower here, there, you know, yeah, right. make sure you get a good shot. But, uh, you know, I don't want to force him out of hunting at nine years old because he can't do the youth hunt anymore. Do, do you mean like, do you mean like, so you start at four, eight, you go till you're eight as a youth hunter because you've done this for four years now, or let's say five yeah, years. So they, would, they would print you out a youth permit almost like yeah. you, and for four years now of your life, you can buy that mm -hmm. up until you're 16 okay. years old. But after you've bought yeah. four of those youth permits, you no longer can. And obviously it has oh, like like some that. kind of a cap. Like, yeah, I I would, like I it's something I'd like to see that. implemented just, right. just because I'm, I mean, I know kids that, and I'm guarantee if I was, if it would have been there for me when I was that age, I for sure would have been doing it too. You're doing, but it. I yeah. also know yeah. me at 16 was no longer the same as, somebody who just started hunting at 16. I mean, I was right. hunting by myself and, you know, I'd started passing deer at 16. So if right. you're doing that, you're no longer in my eyes, a typical youth hunter. Right. You're just getting a free weekend to go out there and shoot the big buck. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, and they can still participate in the, in the early dose season. hundred percent. Yeah. So they're still yeah. getting, they're still getting out there that extra. I just think it's weekend. missing the point of the youth hunt now is kind of being skewed at that certain level. Cause yeah, I have nothing, I no issue with, taking a four-year-old out there and ripping one. That's cool. If they can do it mm -hmm. and you, they, you, you as a father feel that they're able to do so and understand what's happening all for it, hundred percent. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I could, uh, I could go with that for sure. Um, cutting them off. And then, I mean, I'm doing that anyways, I guess. Right. Yeah. You just said it. That's, that's what made me think about it. You're already bringing it up. Cause at October 1st, it's still plenty warm to get these kids out there and go. Yeah. Out. So, oh yeah. I mean, what you're getting, when's it's a week early basically. Yeah, exactly. it's like a week, one or week, one or two weeks early. I don't even know what it is anymore. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I mean, it's still the same thing. I mean, all of October was warm this year. Yeah, so uh, you know, I I totally agree that that might be a really good thing to adopt. Um, and I don't see a reason to shoot a buck. Honestly, they don't. I don't think that they understand and wrap their head around the buck thing being something more exciting than a doe because listen, dad still gets, uh, I get excited shooting a doe still. Yep. Right. Does you know, I seen it. <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. got all fired up over a doe. He's shaking. I yeah. said, are you cold? He goes, no, I'm all fired up over that deer. <laughs> right. So, so that goes, that goes back to my statement about we hold the power. You know, we hold the stick right now. We pull the trigger. We teach our kids to pull the trigger on, whatever we choose you're essentially doing what nico just said next year your that, son goes out on early doe and can shoot a doe and that's right. it yes yep. he, he he is but he is done uh buck hunting on you know until, until he gets older and you Cause know, that, that's because you, you're not taking him out throughout the season other than to just sit well yeah he, if, he doesn't you, hunt after his uh after the youth hunt he doesn't hunt anymore but you know I, I take him with me all the time he's developing that sitting you know being able to sit longer and weather the quiet. cold and and listen yeah. he's 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 uh he's ruined some haunts on me here in it you know that that's what it is that's what being a dad's all about you know trying trying 
not to get frustrated, you know, but it, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Let's face it, and that's you know, hey, I, it's I just sat in awesome. a tree stand with a girl yeah. with little girls wearing blue coats this year. Hey, there you go, bright <laughs> blue. And like, blue, really? blue is supposedly the worst, the worst color. color. <laughs> awesome. I was like, I well, it. they wanted to sit out there, so we're yeah. gonna go. <laughs> so finish up my uh, my mission, I guess, yeah. with the uh, Facebook page and with Instagram now that. Scott talked me into opening up an Instagram account. I'm I'm a little behind the times, so uh, I'm sorry about not having a lot of pictures on there or anything. But I'm I'm trying to catch. You up. actually do I'm, pretty good. I'm trying. You're catching I'm up. Trying. But the mission is to encourage all Michigan hunters to <clears throat> wherever you're at, if if you shoot spikes, maybe you want to set your uh, standard as a four point, even we know it's the same age deer still. Bump up your game, bump up your standards a little bit. Everybody should be, especially if you've got a few under your belt and it's like, okay, if the antlers are going a box in the corner in your garage, maybe it's time to step up your game a yeah, little bit. Right. Me too. I got one of those boxes. I own one. You know, I, I should be making pens or something. I don't know. But <laughs> that, uh, or that yeah. or that line of uh, uh, you know, little bucks, little tiny racks on, on the garage wall or yeah yeah it's I, a I lot got of it. evolution which it is which absolutely in, like yeah. i've always said and you say all the time it's, we're not knocking that i think it's nope. awesome my dad's got a a wall of of antlers on one side of his living room that's that's got anywhere from four corns to to really nice eight and ten points european mounts whatever and then the other side of the wall he's got his big boys mounted you know and He's proud of every single one of them. So am I. I like. I look at them every time I go to his house. Hey man, if you're, if you're gonna if you're gonna spend the money to mount them. it and put it on the wall, shoot it. Yeah. Yep. But like you were saying, if you stepped up your game, like you said, you shoot forkies. Now next year, try to try to make it a. You're shooting spikes. Try to make it a four four point. Yeah. Hypothetical challenge for yourself. You're eventually going to get to an eight point, which could hypothetically get you into shooting in a higher age class class deer yeah i mean obviously we understand you could shoot a year and a half old eight point all day long right you could shoot a year and a half old 10 point all day long i mean it yeah. happens what well, and in that same breath it's more than just you know antlers like you've been saying too yes. now maybe so if you're already at a point where you feel like well i'm passing up year and a half old bucks but i don't see a lot of two and a half year old bucks well then pay attention to your dough to buck ratio Maybe you want to even that out, or maybe you notice that there's not a lot of bucks or a lot of dough, so maybe you make sure you only fill your one buck tag instead of one two. You know, little things like that. Maybe yeah. your predators are out of control. You focus a little bit on those. You know, when season's over, I'm going to make sure I get some traps out here. Little things like that. You just evolve as a hunter and keep growing. That's what I've really noticed you pushing on your page for sure. And if I can, too, oh, man. the quality when it comes to that piggybacking off of this, is QDM is, more, like he said, more than just, oh, QDM, that means I'm going to shoot the biggest buck. No, that's that's from you know, food plots to bedding areas to predator hunting to doe management, all this stuff are hand yep. in hand. So when yep. I think what well, you, you look, I think what, what Brandon means when he says to step up your game, that's also to increase some of that stuff and try to know oh, a little bit better about the okay. ratio. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. you can, you can, you know, I, I, I guess it's hard for me to say cause I troll, I trolled the quality deer management Facebook page a little bit the other day, but <laughs> you know, and, and I wasn't doing it out of dislike for QDM or Michigan QDMA because I do, I like what they're doing and, and I think they're a good organization and, and I like, I read their stuff and I, and I think that, you know, these are plans that will work to help Michigan, you know, grow a bigger bucker, not bigger bucker, but more quality 
deer hurt, you know, I guess it's not all about antlers. It's, you know, you want a quality deer hurt, but that being said, um, if you wanted to find out more information about that, you go on pages like QDM, they got a million articles about managing, managing deer and, and, and especially in Michigan. Yeah. And not, not the, you know, times up outdoors, Michigan hunter, uh, the, my Instagram is Michigan dot hunter, but I know with uh, these guys and myself, anybody could uh, shoot us any questions. If we don't know the answer, we'll tell you, we don't know. But yeah. if you have some questions about, Hey, how do I start shooting a six point as opposed to a spike? How old are they? You know, all the, you know, how do I create a more likable place for the deer on my property? If you guys have any questions, you know, feel free to contact either of us that we eat, sleep and breathe, love, uh, you know, this stuff, you know, more than anything, almost other than our families, you know. So uh, don't ever hesitate to send any of us questions. We like answering them and uh, to the best of our knowledge. So, so you got, what's that? No, I said, I agree to that. <laughs> yeah. So you got Michigan Hunter going on Facebook, started to get a little following, get some discussions going. It, yep. It's kind of hard. You've found out Facebook kind of, suppresses stuff if you if you don't pay for if you don't want to pay for the the ads pay ad advertising or boosting your posts it's tough to get generation uh, actual have a having a conversation generated because nobody sees your stuff sometimes right um unless you you know you get guys to follow follow your page and like have the activation so that they it notifies you and all that other stuff it's hard to get guys especially guys like us hunters to get on there and do it because most, let's face it, most guys like us in this industry, this this whole sport are kind of just starting to get into the whole technology thing. Most yeah, guys don't do like it. And most guys don't like it. I don't, don't want to get on Facebook and click your follow button or whatever. Yeah, I, I definitely don't want to. So it's but, hard to do. Uh, it's tough. Yeah, but I do. Yeah. And I do it because I care, you know, about trying. I want as many people to listen to me. You know, this gives me a little bit of a voice and I'm going to use it to uh, help move our deer herd along and uh, whatever else that we talk about habitat um, because I want something better for my kids than I had. We should always be trying to grow. Yeah. You should never stop yeah. growing and, and settle and say, well, spikes are what I Right. One-year-old deer, one-year-old deer, that's it. Challenge, I, you know, challenge yourself. You know, I mean, let, let's grow a little bit, especially uh, the regulars, you know, whatever that may be. But your regular folks that are bow hunting and gun hunting and muzzleload hunting, I mean, come on. You know, we, we can we can push a little bit. Save the little ones for the kids. You know, if, if they're going to shoot a buck or something, that's great building block just as all of us have had so so get on there if you're listening get on there follow him on facebook follow him on instagram um we didn't just bring brandon on because he's a pretty face or has a good message definitely not the but uh he, he also does he, he he can also back up back up what he's talking about with with just looking at the pictures of the deer he shot especially the last two years i mean you killed two really nice bucks last year yeah and you killed a really nice buck this year yep it's uh it's all kind of turning around i've i've been pushing for probably five years to uh create better habitat 
more winter food when the farmer comes through and sucks everything up. I want the deer to have something to eat, help them through the winter a little bit. This winter, fantastic, you know. I mean, still uh, some greenery around, not too cold. Today's getting a little bit cold, but uh, yeah, today's you know, we've had a nice, easy winter for some of these uh, young deer that would normally struggle. Um, but yeah, five, I've been pushing for five years, pushing myself, maybe six years, you know, and it went from, all right, Brandon, one-year-old deer, second season deer, if you will. All right, let's, let's step it up a little bit. Let's try to shoot some, uh, two-year-olds and let's, you know, all right, I've shot a bunch of those and I still, I still make mistake and, uh, shoot a two-year-old, but yeah. I'm trying to shoot three and older. Um, not that I'm a guru on aging deer or anything on the hoof, but yeah, general idea though. You're pretty I got, good. Yeah, better than I am. Man. Pretty good at looking at the body, and um, it's something what what happens to you when you're sitting there, and then this buck comes through, and it's almost like you can't get a shot into it fast enough. You all, you know, you know in your head, you don't even have to think about it. Like my God, that is a big animal you know because they're so much bigger than a one-year-old <laughs> so it's almost like you know i kind of wait for that feeling where i really don't even have to think about it yeah time, time to kill you know there's no doubt in your mind that that that's a three-year-old deer you don't even have to think about it yep. you're already looking at it by the way he's acting saggy belly sway back big antlers you know King, by the way, the other deer take off when he comes in. You're one, like, oh, okay. Them one, one and a half year old deer. Now that I've been pushing myself for the last few years, the best way I can describe it when I see them coming running in, they they remind me like of a, a puppy dog. And that might sound stupid. But oh, they're fired up. They're just like, they they coming yeah. in. They're like stupid, and they're 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 smaller, and they just look dumb to me. And like you said, yep. you don't get that instant feeling like. That's it. That's the one. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I shot a six point early this year. They aged it at three and a half. I I don't know if it was three and a half. I think it was two and a half. But I definitely knew right away when I saw it that it wasn't a year and a half old deer, and and I got that feeling right away, and I didn't even hesitate at all. Yeah. But I was real happy with that deer too. Yeah, that whole uh, big boy strolling in. Um, that that created an issue for me this year. I made a. I made a couple pretty big mistakes and uh, I ended up losing a buck. And then I ended up the coyote hunter that's on my property right now, ended up finding it. So that's uh, something I want to get into though. <laughs> but I, and I have a question about it that I, that I heard from someone else, another podcast. I think it'd be an interesting subject to talk about. Can you guys hear us? Yep. All right. Good. Okay. The screen's flashy. So. Yeah, just making sure the connection's weird. So just to remind everybody, right. that we are over Facetime here. Well, so let's not get into that buck yet. I okay, wanna, I want yeah, right. to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about that at the end. I gotta, real, I gotta real quick to piggyback off of what Brandon's saying. Um, wait, wait, wait! Real quick to piggyback off of that. <laughs> How many times are we gonna say piggyback? I like piggyback. It's a good way to stroll into things. I'm, I'm a piggyback. I like it. I like it. Let's piggyback. No, and if anybody's playing along or listening along, they can play a game. And do a shot every time John says piggyback. So I've been doing. I need another beer already. I've been here for 20 minutes. Well, take a headphones off. We'll get new one, too. Because <laughs> I'm just going to talk real quick. Because I need one. I was thinking about bailing and getting one. Um, which I probably will after this. I'll get it. But, okay. Take headphones off. You just keep talking. Don't go ripping my thing. Go piggyback, man. I'm piggyback. Hey, don't walk in front of the signal, though. 
So we're talking about. Yeah, please don't do that. We're talking hey, Scott's about. Scott's going to pepper out here. <laughs> Pe- Scott's going to pepper out of the uh, screen here for a second. <laughs> we're peppering out. We're, we're talking about making <clears throat> making mistakes as a as a as a seasoned hunter. Yeah. Aging deer and stuff like that. Just to throw your classmate. I ran with uh, a McDonald for a while, for about a year. Yeah. Oh, we don't. He, he we hate that guy. He shot another bruiser. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I did. He shot a bruiser, but he was telling me the story that just and you know maybe we get him on the podcast next time. Um, but he was telling me a story that he drew back. He's been seeing this big, huge deer. Draws back on this deer, and correct me if I'm wrong because this is hearsay. Yeah. The thing walks out, shoots it, and he calls me in kind of a, kind of like a, not so happy, you know, demeanor. Yes. And so he. Uh, Ends up shooting this deer. Well, he thought it was the bigger one. It was kind of getting darker, and he just got so pumped that he shot this deer. Ended up being, uh, what? Do you know what it aged at? That first one. Oh, I think it was two and a half or something like that. Yeah, right? his his first one. Uh, it, it was a two or three year old. I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, so, but either way, you know, it was a smaller deer that that he wanted. And a little bit of ground ground shrinkage. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think it was a little bit of a, a buck fever shrinkage, and then. Uh, so the next time he comes out, you know, he he sends me a text and a, it's like I shot the big one that he had to get tracked. Did he did he use a dog on that one? His big he one. He used no no. He found that one easy. He uh, he used a dog on the second or no. He was going to use a dog. Right, and then you guys went out there the next day. He called this dog. Yeah. Oh, but, <laughs> fire, fire dog is yeah. fire dog Carter. So so anyway, what he what he ended up doing right shooting this deer that he was going to shoot anyway, but just a, one mistake as a hunter. This guy's got history of shooting big deer all year long. Yeah. And, you know, just, just a, a, the Not misdirection or the every year. What? Not all year long. Every year. Okay. Yeah. Every year shooting big deer. And, you know, this big, huge deer, the one that he was after came back and he ended up getting redemption on that buck which luckily he probably shouldn't have because they were running around as a, as a bachelor group. The one that he shot first thinking that it was going to be the bigger one. That's right. And the second one, but like so, you said, you still make, you make a bunch of mistakes as a, as a veteran hunter. And that's just the, the game. Anyway, go yeah. with whatever you're saying. I did. It just made me think yeah. of it. Yeah, no, he, uh, that the secondary shot, man, it had a big white patch on the side of it nice rack you know it's just an absolute beautiful buck but the mistake cost him his season and uh he had he had uh some mild depression maybe serious depression going on <laughs> when when he was yeah when he was done on uh october 20th actually we shot we shot bucks in the same evening he shot that one and i shot the one that i lost um hey, you're depressed too october 20th I yeah it was but his his season was over you know because he misjudged his first deer so uh yeah you know but we're trying not to call you, know? you out by the way nick my bad but <laughs> i just had to say no nah, hey we can learn from uh we can learn from everybody and since he's not here you know hey why not all right so to, to piggyback <laughs> off that shit you're here Let's hear about that. There you go, boys. We can't. We can't be doing that stuff today. So what what uh let's hear about this buck. He shot a 
157 inch i call it 160 inch that when i tell all my friends yeah my buddy Frank shot 160 sometimes it's 165 <laughs> 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 Story but it was 157 inches right 157 we'll, yeah we'll put, the, we'll put the picture of it up on the screen so if you're if you do watch this podcast yeah right I, I have the rack at home too oh oh yeah, you should have brought it yeah in. i should have brought it been a good backdrop yeah so uh I'm gonna story, stop right back. The story behind the uh, unnamed buck. I don't. I don't name deer. Uh, I think it's kind of cool, but I just maybe I'll start. But I didn't at the moment. So 2017 in the winter in December, I was out, didn't not hunt anymore, but left the uh, trail cams out. Well, I uh, I caught two huge deer. Um, at different times throughout the, all of December coming out and eating corn in the field. And uh, the one was a regular, almost every day rolling through a beautiful buck, but I had no clue he was there, you know, because I didn't hunt and I was out of tags. And uh, then strolling through my, you know, 3,000 photos, I caught a uh, slick, uh, he was a, 10 point slick 10 point high tight beautiful uh beautiful buck that i would have loved to shoot at any point uh he rolled through i got two photos of him never seen him before and uh never got any other photos past that day in uh 17. uh 2018 rolls around i got some shooters that um i have pictures of you know three or four of them fantastic animals i'm fired up about them i'm really that that one buck is in the back of my mind but uh you know i know that this deer if he's coming on my property it's once in a great while traveling from somewhere else so go through deer season uh seen some shooters and the uh i was looking at a wide 10 i had a tall tight 10 a three-year-old, four or five-year-old, and the one real big one, it was a actually a seven-point, you know, that's why not necessarily going after uh, points is something that I like, you know, I like looking at a deer, how old is this? This, this deer is five, six years old, just a monster seven. Um, I seen all four of those shooter bucks on October 1st. Most of them far away one got close enough to shoot but passed through too quick um so didn't seal the deal and then uh you know went up seemed like we did good uh early season as far as sightings um up until probably the third week in october we had some really uh really good sightings and then it dropped off you know for me personally where i hunt had, had a lot of nighttime photos after that. Um, fast forward to getting into gun season. Uh, I went up to a camp that uh, I got invited to because I go help uh, plant their crop fields for or their food plots. A lot of planting, 400 acre farm. Uh, great place to go. Didn't have that many uh, pictures of anything that we wanted to shoot. All of us there 
you know, practice QDM and we're like, well, I don't know. We, you never know that time of year, anything can be pushed through or run through new bucks show up, but everything we had on uh trail cam at that time, nothing we wanted to shoot. But that was on but, your, that property as well as yours. So it kind of helped you justify why you, you left out. Uh, I was uncomfortable leaving. I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. You know, I know those deer are around, so it was tough, but you know, gotta go. I want to be with the guys up there, Northern Michigan deer camp really get any better than that. You know, there's a lot more to it than shooting a deer. There honestly is. Um, but in the back of my mind, I'm still, I'm, I'm still thinking about Jackson County. I'm still thinking about Washtenaw you know, where I just am creating this, uh, this, uh, story in my head, you know, while I'm sitting in the blind looking at a bunch of small bucks, I just know what's happening, you know? And then I got the trail camera with the, uh, cellular capability. So it's shooting me, uh, you know, it's shooting me real time photos the whole time I'm there. So back up. Oh, we yeah so we get up there uh november i think it was 13th we got there and then on the 14th we're sitting around the table you know eating some salty meats and uh olives and cheese you know I, where I, yeah a bunch i'm with a bunch of italians this hungarian guy you know and uh so we're sitting there talking and i know about the time of evening i need to check my covert camera that's uh shooting pictures to me i flick 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 looking through these things and then boom there he is 4 30 in the afternoon right in front of my blind the biggest buck i have ever seen i it's <laughs> depressing yeah i mean I turned into the biggest That's baby. So I, I seriously did. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> how, how how far into this deer camp are you? At this point, one day, how far, right? What? How far into the deer camp are you? One day. A day. One. We're just a day in. It's not even opening day yet. In my, it's ruined. I <laughs> now, you know, now I'm thinking about all these things in my head. You know, should I go home? You know, maybe if I leave for a couple, <laughs> you know, they they won't notice. But anyway. <laughs> I got this sneak out in the middle of the night. Yeah, I, I, I got this beautiful picture of this buck in front, just cruising thirty yards in front of my uh, my big box blind, you know. So it, I was mentally in the wrong place the whole time, but honestly, I never got another picture of him. I got one picture one day strolling through, and I'm thinking, that's it. I got one picture last year. There's my one picture this year. I missed my chance. Thanks a lot, Nick. You drug me up here, and I missed the biggest buck of my life. <laughs> yeah, Nick McDonald. Uh, another, another, oh, that's Nick McDonald? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's Nick again. <laughs> yeah, so not so bad for the shitty shout-out. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyways, we we had a great deer camp. Don't get me wrong. We had a lot of fun. Um, But I honestly couldn't wait to get home and get back out in the woods. So we come home on November 19th. I told him, I'm like, dude, dark to dark. I'll sit every day, dark to dark. Maybe he'll show up, you know. This is, you know, totally different behavior, November 19th versus December 20th. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you're going from, you know, chasing does to looking for food. So um, maybe he will show up again. I don't know. 
So, all right, I'm right. I'm ready for a dark to dark hunt. Go out there, nice and early, get in my uh, box blind. Got the heater going, staying warm. I'm comfortable, ready. I'm ready to rock it out. You know, 9:30 rolls around. I'm flipping on my phone a little bit, you know, looking through trail camera photos and stuff. And I don't know what caught my eye, if it was my eye or if I heard him or what it was. But I looked up and all I seen was jump, jump, jump. He's there in front of me. All I seen was antlers just coming, just coming through, you know, boom, boom, boom. And he's standing there. It was over in like five seconds. If it was five seconds, I got the gun out pulled the trigger he takes a few more bounds runs right into this big old pine tree and all the snow falls out of the pine tree it my blind erupted by myself this whole the whole blinds just shaking you know I, i'm i'm screaming what were you saying i don't even know. like yeah i, I right what do you, you know i don't know if i've ever yelled and so you're for sure at this point you're a hundred percent dead set that that was that same buck that you're you saw the big it, one i when i looked up i instantly knew it was him because i have never seen that much white on a deer's head coming through the woods like that <laughs> i i mean there was nothing else that it could have been where now where was he going All right, what was he what what was his reason of being in there was being okay on your so he was in the uh the marsh the bedding area that I absolutely will not go into except for maybe once a year to uh, trim out what I, you know, the overgrowth in a, a couple little spots, but I'm okay with picking and choosing um, my shots out there. I would rather them be comfortable and have their thick stuff. And I mean, that's why they're out there. It's just a massive bedding area, cattails, sawgrass, thickets, um, so I know why he was out there, right? He's out there doing what they do. Right. Um, you know, he's out there trying to breed a doe. That's that's where I shot a huge one out there last year. Not that big, but really, really nice buck. You know, they get out there and they uh, hem up their does and um, do their thing. So, And then that transitions right onto a uh, cornfield, smaller cornfield. And then just beyond that is hardwoods. So he was running, he hit the edge of the cornfield, and but he was going towards the edge that would lead to the hardwoods. But why he was running, you know, I didn't see any other bucks out there. I didn't see any other deer, and I doubt there would be anything that would push him out other than that big seven point maybe. Um, but he was definitely running from something, so I would guess it was a coyote. I don't know of any. Uh, anything else that would push him out that's got to be luck and so so you he came from the bedding area where he was presumably you don't think he was laid up yet right or the doe it was, it was december 20th right no that was the, in 17 that's when i seen him yeah uh, oh, okay so yeah yeah this year it was november 20th yeah, that so i was out there remember so the day the, the day after you got back from deer camp that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was uh, shopping for Christmas lights when you called me. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So this... I, I, I made a lot of phone calls real quick. I, uh, I weakened uh, my blind that was up in the air cause I was shaking it so bad. <laughs> so I got, yeah, I got some work to do in the off season. Stress. I might put some stabilizer bars, <laughs> put some stabilizer bars on that thing from now on. I get, I get a little too excited, but you know, it's all good.
Um, so yeah, the, the deer hit the pine tree, does his thing. I start making phone calls. I don't even know if the deer's dead all the way yet. And I'm like, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. I called, uh, I called, uh, Nick again. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, he's like, what are you doing? Do you see it? I'm like, no, man, I ran into a tree. I seen snow and I can't see the deer. It's too thick. And, uh, he's like, well, is it dead? I'm like, well, I don't know. I I hope it's dead. I mean, it was a 75 yard shot, you know, a chip shot and it felt good. I, you know, I'm pretty good at taking a quick shot. And, uh, so I'm going over to the deer and he's like, well, get off the phone with me and get your gun. You know, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm pretty confident that, you know, so I kept him on the phone. I walk around and then I, you know, I go find this just Michigan monster laying at the base of this pine tree that he hit and I to be taken back you know is an understatement because we all work so hard blood sweat and tears put into the stuff every year you know getting your kids started planting food plots there's just so much that goes into it for me you know it's 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 a it's a real emotional thing you know Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like watching, like you said, watching your kid grow up to be <laughs> finally be successful with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you pour so it's much like into your inner deer kid season. that you watched grow up. Right? Yeah. And I, I was the inner kid. Yeah, you're like, you finally made it. Son. <laughs> the sprout. Yeah. It was like a turnip sprout and it was just growing. Sprout. You're sprouting. That's another story that's, that's, not for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's my eight-year-old and uh, his nickname is Sprout now. I, yeah. I can't. I can't go that far. Than that. I think we can fill in the blank. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's firehouse. Talk. He was real excited. Yeah. And I mean, real excited about Christmas. <laughs> it was about Christmas and his presents and Santa. So, anyways, raising a little boy, you know yeah. how awesome is it? <laughs> but we, you know, we pour so much into it. I have. Other than having a couple pictures, I've never seen a buck of that magnitude. And, uh, you know, to create the, the tension at deer camp in my own uh, spirit, you know, waiting and thinking that, you know, I, I'm not going to get the shot because he came through once and this deer's just taking a road trip to my property, you know, but uh, it all worked out. It's a lot, you know. Just a huge roller coaster of emotions, so, right? So, oh my gosh! So, yeah. so, so I don't, I don't want to cut your story short with, with the emotional part of it because that's like the biggest part of it. But to go back to your opening statements about how one of the reasons why you started Michigan Hunter is because you see, you know, a lot of hunters backing each other, and you want you you want to have a community that's better than that. Yeah, yeah, that won't be accepted. So, on, uh, my face. So something happened. You you told me. After you shot this buck a few days later, you told me that something something happened that kind of changed your opinion on maybe thinking that there was more of that than there is. It's there, but you, you kind of like, I, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. Uh, um, and I'm just drawing a blank. Well, you yeah. know, so, so things more. came into place that, that showed you that there's a lot of good out there still. 
with other hunters. Oh yeah, and yeah. Like mindedness. And before, tell us about before that, so, real quick. I wanna, I wanna, I just wanna touch because I, I, that was my next question. I was gonna ask you about that. I know where this is going. Um, yeah. Not to cut you off, but I, what are you, just for the listeners and for me, what are you planning? What, what is your food plot? Do, you, is it a super secret? Okay, no. Uh, I'm, I keep it pretty basic. Uh, brassicas, that's your late season. And then, uh, you know, clover, uh, clover, chicory, rape, uh, mix, uh, do that for the, uh, early season stuff, uh, that, but on, you know, those three, unfortunately it's over pretty quick. You know, you might get a couple weeks right. out of it and then, you know, they, they do come back and nibble at it though. But the, uh, the brassicas. It, you know, I think about that as like muzzleloader, you know, or late, late season know, crop, late, late, late season stuff, you know, the first two frosts, then it starts uh, turning sweet to them. So basically we got to wait till a couple good heavy frosts come through. Then they start uh, hitting that. So I want them to have something to eat, you know, beyond the cornfield, beyond the soybeans. Okay. So, yes. and then that's good. That was going to segue into my next question is now the buck's dead, you know, yep. everything. There's something that thing that Scott was talking about that I'm gonna let you touch on that happened to you after the kill, which definitely shined a little light on, on the, on the quality it, of people around you. Right. It totally amazing because, you know, sometimes I get, I get pretty bogged down when I see people, harassing kids or really you really the kids really bother me but beating people up over shooting uh you know something small that they don't consider is something that's worthy to shoot well it's you know not everybody thinks the same and not everybody's in the same spot where i'm at maybe not be where you're at may not be where scott's at you know we're all in different spots but we all can move forward mm -hmm. together we can uh make this make this thing better than it is um so yeah so i get the buck i uh i go through the uh the uh chronic wasting disease thing over in the uh, water waterloo area get the buck checked and uh all that and then i posted a picture on mi buck pole you know, that's pretty much the biggest, baddest place that, you know, people are posting deer these days. You know, the guys run a really nice, uh, they run a really nice page. I, I really like it. Um, other than controlling, they, they try to control what some people's uh, running mouths, uh, you know, say. But anyways, I, I posted on there and maybe a day later or so I went through there and I, I looked at my picture again, just because I'm so proud, you know, and see what people said about it. And one guy on there, Corey, uh, he says, Oh man, you shot, you shot my buck or he, he shot, you shot the deer I was after something to that effect. And I'm like, okay, uh, Michigan's a, Michigan's a pretty big place and there's a lot of deer, you know, what's, what's the chance that you've seen this deer before? So I contacted him off of the uh, off of the page, and I said, "Hey, well, you know, where do you hunt at?" And he gives me the right answer, and mm -hmm. I said, "Okay, all right. So uh, I guess, yeah, that maybe that was your deer, you know, that you've been uh, 
chasing or whatever. So me and him, we, we start talking back and forth. And I can already tell this guy, this guy's a class act, man. Really super nice guy. And he, and he's like, Hey, Brandon, he's like, do you have any trail cam photos? I said, well, I got a, I got a photo from 17 and one of him right in front of my blind on the 14th. And uh, he's like, well, would you like some photos? Because I have a ton of photos of this deer. Oh, that's sweet. You know, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm like, you know, proud as can be. You know, I'll take some, take some photos. So this guy starts sending me photos of this buck that I shot. You know, didn't make me feel bad about shooting it, but this buck was living. I mean, he could have just been like, never talked. I mean, right. Killed the buck I've been hunting, and he would have been probably like, I would have taken it, been like this. Yeah. Yeah. He obviously cared. This was the buck that he was chasing. Mm -hmm. He had a ton of photos. The buck was living on his property, taking a road trip to my property. He lived about, his property is about a half mile, between a quarter mile and a half mile away. So this, this buck was taking day trips and coming to my property and looking for dough or food or whatever, you know, the once last year. So, uh, gets talking to this guy and he's sending me photos and I'm thinking, man, for him to like want to do that for me, he wants me to have these beautiful pictures of this deer on the hoof in all stages of the season and this and that, you know, it kind of took me back a little bit. I'm thinking I, you know, sometimes you don't think there's any people like that that are left out there just because social media, you see, the negative stuff is what you see a ton of. They're louder. They're louder, and you see it. It gets on the news. It's obnoxious. It's totally uncalled for, disrespectful to everything and everybody. You know, and then there's, I got there's this. There's enough room for all of us. And then, I, you know, I got this guy that's trying to, after I just shot the buck that lives on his property, that's probably the biggest buck he's ever seen there, and he's trying to give me something, you know. I mean, I, I couldn't appreciate it enough. What else did he give you, though? So, yeah. So I'm like, like well, that. I got, I got one, I got one picture well. that I can, that I can give you. I can give you a picture. Uh, I said, did you, did you see him in 17? He said, nope. Six or uh, 18 was. I'm sorry, eight. 18 was the first time that he's seen him all the way through the year. So I send him that the older picture that I got of of him is just a uh, slick 10 he's like wow that's great you know we talked about our kids and getting our kids going and i talked to the guy on the phone for an hour you know we had great conversation and everything super respectful guy you know outstanding michigan sportsman um day goes by he texts me he's like you're not gonna believe this He's like, I know who has the sheds of that deer now that I see a picture of him last year. I'm like, dude, you've got to be kidding me. He's like, both of them. I know the guy that has both of them. I'm like, okay. Well, I said, do you think that there's any chance in the world that this guy would uh, sell them to me? I don't want anything for free. Would he sell them to me? And he's like, I, I don't know. I got to call my buddy that knows him. I'm like, cool, call him. See, see if I can buy these sheds off him. It would mean a lot to me. 
to uh, get him. I didn't expect the guy to say yes, honestly. <laughs> you know, so the the, uh, the guy Dustin, that's kind of like the the middle guy between Corey and the guy with the sheds was Bryce. Um, Corey says, "Hey, Dustin's gonna text you and give you the info, but I think it's a go." I'm like, "No way!" So Dustin texts me. He says, "Hey, um, Corey told me about what's going on uh, with the deer, and I talked to Bryce, and he said that he would love for you to have these sheds, and he will not take any money for them, but that the uh, the antlers." belong to you because you you're the one that got the buck so not um, only so not only did you run into one crazy. you didn't run into one stand-up outstanding sportsman you ran into three total that helped you three. put this whole thing together i oh, these God. guys don't even know me right and they're just like orchestrating this thing you know like i i want this guy to have the sheds we want him to have the pictures you know i mean can the story get any better? Man. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. That's it can't it can't get any better. So I call Bryce. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm Brandon. You, you know, uh, Dustin told me that you would be interested in giving up the uh, sheds. I said that's amazing. He's like, absolutely. If this ever happens to me where I shoot a buck, he's like, I hope somebody would do the same thing. So I'm gonna do it for you. I'm like, dude, you guys were, you're blowing me out of the water here because this is what it's supposed to be like. Mm -hmm. This is the epitome of the Michigan hunter, the Michigan sportsman. That's how we are supposed to act. That's how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. You know, not that you have to give something like that up because it's cool to find some huge sheds, but to force yourself to do the right thing is it's stellar to say the least, you know? And so I, I met him uh, a couple days later and he's like, all I want to do is hold the antlers from, you know, the actual one you shot. I'm like, dude, no problem. Here you go. Let me take your picture with him. You know, you can even lie about it. If you want. I don't care, you know? <laughs> so anyways, uh, he gives me the sheds and it, you know, I met three guys that I am super happy to uh, get to meet. Bryce is the only one I've met face to face. I'm still trying to work something out with uh, Corey and Dustin and, uh, you know, see if we can all go out, you know, shed hunting, meet for something to eat, you know. And you get guys are all hunting right around each other. And the, yeah, these guys are right by me. So it's kind of like a little support system. I hunt by myself a lot. Yeah, you're and you're not near home. No, I'm, so, not, I'm not near home. You know, it's I, like me. I'm far away from home. I don't have no yeah. nobody that I know within an hour of me. It would be nice, yeah, like that. That's awesome. So actually, what we're gonna do, me and uh, me and Corey are gonna get together and do some shed hunting. You know, maybe February, or March, or whatever. And I'm gonna take him through my property just so he knows where my stands are. He knows uh, if something happened to me, if I didn't show up at home or whatever my wife will have his phone number and he's right there and he's gonna know where all my stuff's at mm -hmm. you know That's and I, cool. I, I i i trust the guy you know all, all formed out of you shooting the bucky oh yeah, <laughs> yeah out of a fa out of a facebook how does, post, how does that know? happen but i don't know it's orchestrated too cool that 
you know, that stuff doesn't happen all the time. I met a few cool guys along the way that, uh, and the confidence we started talking QDM is in my area, probably about a two mile square that we have, uh, we have the area pretty locked up, um, practicing QDM to some, uh, some form or the other. So the, the outlook for where I'm at in the future looks fantastic. You know, it's all, it's, it's already good, but, um, these guys that have agreed, you know, Hey, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to (laughs) move. I wonder if they can hear that. Can you hear that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Hey, we're in a firehouse. Yeah. You know? we, we, we can't keep people out of the bathroom forever. Unfortunately, that's we are building this right next to the bathroom. Yeah, we're out, so totally apologize for, for whatever you uh, might hear. Maybe, maybe if I just get closer and talk louder, then we can drown it all out. But um, I don't know. That that kind of wraps up wraps up my story there, and. Uh, Super to happy to shoot a 157-inch Michigan monster, and I don't think it's going to be the last for me. I think I got yeah. uh, I think I got some more in my more in my future because just because of the movement of the hunter seems to be going in the right direction, even if the DNR are going in the opposite are going in the opposite direction. <laughs> You know, but just like you line. said, you control that. The Michigan hunter controls what you pull the yeah. trigger on and how mm-hmm. you how and when you decide to shoot what and what you, you know, where That's you shoot exactly things. right. I, I, left, I left a couple comments on uh, Kenyon, Mark Kenyon, the player to hunt. He, you know, he posted his video of him shooting that absolute monster buck, right. Michigan bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, once in a lifetime Michigan buck, as he keeps calling it, which it might very well be, and it probably is for most people, but I kind of disagree with him on that, especially for a guy like him because he hunts so much. I mean, his life is hunting. So to me, it's it's not – I feel like I have more hope that that's not a once-in-a-lifetime buck for a guy like, you know, Brandon who's into it 100%. He's not just going out there two weekends a month or, or a year or, or one week a, a season. You know, he's out there all the time, every season, all season long. Yeah. Um, I think with more guys like him, us – you know, Mark Kenyon's out there pushing this QDM. There's guys that are big name people that are pushing it. Um, I think Michigan has a has a good chances of those bucks not being once in a lifetime bucks, as long as we can be the good Michigan hunters we want to be and yeah. and counteract what our DNR might be doing at the at the current moment. Yeah, but uh, I, I left a comment under that one also that I seen. He said once in a once in a lifetime, and he's super fired up about it. You know. Yeah, so yeah, and I'm not knocking I, him for that. You know, I I get it, but I, you know, I hope that when he lays in bed and thinks about as dreaming a deer that he, he knows in his head, you know, that it can happen again. It can happen again. We're, or bigger. You know, I mean, we just got to keep moving in the right direction. It's not going to be as easy as going out of state. Absolutely, it's not going to be. No, but but ultimately, this is where it starts, is right here. This is where you're going to spend most of your time, for the majority of us. This is where you're going to spend most of your time, and this is where our deer herd gets better. Yep. This is, Iowa Iowa didn't go from scrub to to pope overnight, and it's going to take a while to do it. And like you said, it's going to take the whole population of of hunters throughout the state. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm in for the effort, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm going to keep on pounding away and encouraging my way through it. And 
um, you know, making my habitat better. Yeah. I got, you know, I got a hundred acre farm that I hunt and a 40 acre farm. Uh, as far as Michigan, that's probably a decent size, you know, farm area, you know, but you know, you go out West and a hundred acres is nothing. So, you know, I'm just going to make my little spot as good as it can be. And in hopes that, you know, the guys that are hunting around me, they're going to, they're going to keep deer comfortable. They're not going to shoot the small ones. They're going to keep them fed well, you know, by putting groceries in the ground. Baiting ban next year, super important. Get your groceries in the ground. It's got, it's got to be done. Make sure that habitat's right. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, so now we, we, uh, we're, we're coming close. I mean, we're coming close to the same amount of time as we did last time. Yeah, we got to start all right, man. It's flowing good. I think it's all right. Uh, real quick, I'll, I'll tell the story in a nutshell you shot that buck you, you hit on it earlier shot that buck you lost it you never found the oh, buck yeah. way back in during bowl season yeah you lost this buck never found it a couple days ago you get a phone call from your coyote hunter found found a buck with a broadhead yeah it's yours it's mine so you go out there you got now you got the, the dead head which is cool you got that on the wall um same thing happened to my dad he shot a buck second day of gun season tracked it for two miles never found never found the uh he, he lost blood it went into a swamp never found it like a week ago a hunter called him and said hey i i found your deer it was like it, it literally did a two mile loop and came right back to where almost where it was shot same thing with your deer it was yep. firing right by where it shot my question is and this is something that i've i don't even remember where i heard it, it was just on a podcast that i listened to and i can't think of which one i listened to so many do you do you notch a tag? And I know you didn't, so I know the answer to this this year, but you two or our listeners, if they want to send us a comment or an email or whatever their answer would be, do you notch a tag for a, a deer that you don't you don't recover? Okay, well I'll give you I'll give you my answer on that. No, I didn't. Um and there there is a reason. So this buck comes out, uh it was the uh, October 19th or 20th um, comes out broad daylight, nice sunny day. And I have a, my crop field didn't get planted this year um, with all the soybeans like regular. So I planted a brassica blend out in front of me. The, uh, the buck comes out and I have like six foot, six foot high weeds and uh, I made like uh, three senderos. Are you selling things on eBay? I must be selling podcast? things on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I cut like three senderos in these tall weeds in my brassica blend, right? And, well, here comes this buck. Nice buck, grunting. Coming through. He's heading towards uh, my one opening that I have. I know my time is short that I'm going to be able to get a shot at this buck. So... I took a, uh, I took my rangefinder and I ranged where he was going to hit my opening, forty yards. There you go, no problem. Bam, took the shot, and I couldn't tell exactly where I hit the deer. I seen blood instantly. Deer takes off. I go about my tracking business an hour later, and. Blood, 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 not the best blood, but pretty easy to follow. 
I tracked this deer for, I'd say probably 200 to 300 yards. They should be dead within 100, right? If it's a good shot. Yeah. Well, I stopped, put an arrow in the ground, said this, this is no good. Something's wrong. I'm backing out. I back out. Uh, I think it was later on that I had to go get permission from the. Uh, <laughs> Can you guys hear that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, I went and got permission uh, from the sheriff's office because the deer was on township property. They gave me permission. Yeah, you're good to go. Go look for your deer. Um, I got a tracker, got a dog. I want to do this as right as possible. You know, I don't. I don't care how much it costs me. I want to do the right thing. Got the dog. Track, track, track. Look, look, look. The guy jumps a deer, a buck, 16-inch spread. He said roughly eight point. I'm like, yeah, maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe that's him. He's like, well, if that's him, he's fine. I'm wow. like, all right. Well, I would rather him be fine than real wounded. Yep. Wounded and I can't get him. I either want him dead or you know doing good. So we look, you know, looked around, gave it, you know, uh, best efforts to make sure we're doing the right thing here, and we backed out, (laughs) ran out of blood. We seen the uh, we seen the one buck take off. (laughs) We're struggling. We're struggling here. Uh, Firehouse podcast. So 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 ultimately you had a pretty good reason to think that this deer was fine the deer was fine yeah we gave it every effort possible we have a nice buck that took off running jumping through the marsh we're like all right he's fine so 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 let's say that you didn't have that you just didn't find it yeah that's that's the question is is do you do you do you not do you not to tag and 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 and, you know potentially end your season if you already got a buck or or, or only only have one tag left. Um, what do you what Man. do you say? What do you say, Nico? Uh, I did it in two thousand eighteen. Two seasons ago, two thousand seventeen. I did it. I shot a buck. Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen. My first first hunt hour into it, shot a buck with my bow. Thought I killed him. Looked back at the footage. Nah, shot doesn't look good. Tracked it. Same thing. Went way too far. We tracked him almost two miles. Said, nope, he's not alive. Five days later, the neighbor calls me and says, hey, that buck's dead, property line. He could see the buzzards buzzing around it. Walked out there and found my buck. Did the same thing, made a circle, and was on his way back to my where I originally shot him at. Um, I notched a tag on him and killed him. Did you notch a tag before you knew he was dead, or did you not notch a tag? No, I did not. I notched a tag after I found him, I notched a tag. Okay, so would you have, though? That's the question. If I had shot the deer and not found it? Yes. No. Okay. No, oh, no, because I didn't. I didn't notch that tag. I didn't notch tag until I found the deer. I, I personally, I wouldn't either. I, I, you know, some people are saying that, that if you shoot one, you wound it, and you can't find it, you should still notch a tag because you potentially killed it. You just didn't find it, and now you're going to kill a third buck. Say if you do get two that season. But it's, a, it's an interesting concept. That I'm kind of with Brandon. I, uh, <clears throat> I was ninety percent sure my buck was alive when I quit tracking that deer. I was about yeah. forty yards away from it at one point in the loop that we were making. So I think that's why I don't necessarily agree with that or partake in that, I should say. I don't disagree with that. I just don't partake in it because that's no, the second I, yeah, time I did second that. Time. Man. Don't worry, guys. Your noises are way better than our noises. <laughs> I, uh, 
I'm sure I'm as positive as I can be. I'm going to take all precautions to make sure the deer are dead. Yeah. But there's no way to be or alive. Yeah, I, I, I'm of no the mindset that you, that you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't burn a tag just because, I mean, there's way too many. I mean, I, I, I shot at one this year and missed it. And, and, and if I, you know, and then I thought maybe, maybe I did hit it. I don't I don't know. I went and looked for blood. I didn't have any blood. It was snow on the ground, you know. I thought about that for days, thinking, look in the right spot. But then I seen him like three days later running around chasing those. So, um, but yeah, no, there, there's, it's, it seems to be an interesting debate. So I figured we'd throw it out there and maybe our, uh, our listeners, the like six or seven people that listen to this can chime in and Wait, tell I'm, us. I'm hey, one. Shit, I'm dude, one. we, we kind of lost the listener. I'm well, one. no, there's four. I mean, we're all going to listen to it again. If he's on and total. if he's going to be on yeah, for sure. any other times regularly yep. or not, it's like, now we don't got a listener shit. Our moms and dads and uh, brothers and sisters. My brothers won't even listen. <laughs> Thanks for asking me any questions, Scott. Uh, no. I All right, mom. I don't know. I, right, I think I should but... notch my tag. Let me know. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Tell us what you think. No. Dad. Thanks for anyway. I might know my dad's going to listen. I'm going to, you know what? And then I'll know if he listens again. <laughs> and we can hear Nico laughing over and over and over again. Uh, let it rebuttal around. It's on our end. Anyway. Do you guys hear that? No. Nico's laugh over and over. Why? Can you give me a thumbs up if you guys can hear me? Okay, you can hear me. So we're gonna wrap this up because I can't hear you guys anymore. Are you sure? So, um. Well, hold on. Let me finish my story. Oh yeah, sorry. My story, man. Yeah, sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, if you're gonna invite me on, I gotta have yeah, my story. Yeah. Are we? You're good. Go ahead. They, I think they can hear us. Nico, you can hear us. Yeah, you can hear us. They can okay. hear us. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> I think it's alive uh, because of the buck that we jumped, and it sounded like the buck I shot. And then, I, you know, I'm running my trail cams 24-7, and I got uh, multiple pictures of this buck rolling through that looked pretty close to the buck that I did sh shoot, you know. So, in my mind, I got picture confirmation that this is the buck that I shot, not that I seen, like, a bad spot on him where I hit him, but, but it just looked like the buck that I shot. And then, you know, the dog jumps the buck out there. And so I had every reason to believe that this buck was uh, alive and well. So fast forward to me bringing, I bring a trapper on every year to get after the coyotes because I'm not diligent at it. And I want somebody that is very passionate about killing coyotes, you know, so I bring this guy on and he's like, Hey, Brandon, I found a, a buck out here. Here's the picture. And I, I'm looking at it. And I, I said, well, where, where was that at? And he's like, well, it was, it was in between your, your ladder stand and your box blind. I'm like, uh, okay. That that's exactly <laughs> where I shot a buck right there. And I still am not thinking that this is the buck that I shot because I was so convinced that the deer was alive it ran away. So I was looking at the, I was looking at the wrong deer on the camera. That deer is fine. He was never shot. And the buck that we jumped was, uh, obviously not the buck I shot either. He's like, yeah. And I got your arrow. You got a, uh, what he said, what's your uh, broadhead look like? Uh, three blade red mechanical. He's like, yeah, I got it. It was right with the deer. I'm like, Oh my God gosh and this so 
you know, I had a high of highs in the season and, you know, ending, I'm still super uh, stoked about the whole season, but the fact that my deer was out there that close rotting away and there was nothing left and I didn't find him, the dog didn't find him. <laughs> just so we will not be uh advertising for the, the dog the particular dog tracker i should have called sergeant and uh what's, what's cypress name cypress sergeant yeah. cypress. i can't hear you guys that yeah. sucks okay I'll, i i'm just reading his mouth that's okay yeah read, read your lips speak real clearly <laughs> and he cut out that was yeah awesome. that was awesome we couldn't even so read uh <laughs> anyways <laughs> the, i actually don't have the head yet from the uh, from the deer that got found, I'm gonna go out there probably in a couple of days and go go see it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it happens. Deer circled back and died right in the uh, right in the spot where he got shot. All right, that's it for me. I'm gonna go ahead and apologize for the god awful of it uh, audio that's going on in there, but it's the circumstances. Scott's gonna have a kid. Yeah, he's gonna be out of commission for a little bit. Brandon's about to be famous, so we had to hurry up and get him on here for sure. And I live in the middle of nowhere. And your internet's they're... pretty garbage, to be honest yeah. with you. And they're in a firehouse, so we uh, we do what we could. So hopefully, you can stick with it. Maybe we'll be able to edit some of it and make it look a little sound a little better for sure. But like Scott said, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Subscribe, uh, subscribe. Tell your friends. Like us, five stars on the podcast. Five stars on everything, always. Five stars on everything, always. So, yeah. Thanks for uh, sticking around. That was a long podcast. But yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see yourself. you next time. Toodles. <laughs>